Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. In today's episode, we're covering minute 29 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Dana is down in the cellar exploring all the creepy goodies. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so Dana just made it down the stairs as a part of a dare. Uh, she was dared by Jules to go down in the cellar. So last minute, the trap door, trap door, the cellar door snapped open. And that seemed like a very opportune time to go down in a dark, creepy place and check that out because it's dark and creepy and scary and all that good stuff. So uh, she has descended the stairs and taking a flashlight and uh, checking out the goodies. And so what's kind of cool about the lighting here is the limited amount of information we have. It's just a little spotlight of the stuff. So there's a, a light it, because it's so dark in there. And, and Heidi was talking a little bit uh, last minute about um, the really great strategic lighting that there is in the, in the cellar and that there's these, you know, little light strips that are on the stairs coming from the upstairs. So there's no lamp or anything down here at this point. There's no flicking on some kind of incandescent bulb. It's just her with a flashlight alone in the dark. And so it's kind of cool is that we have this limited spectrum of information that's just coming from shining the light on these collection of items. So uh, she's just starting to walk through and um, see a little, little this, little that, a lot of little kids stuff. And as y'all know, who are probably very good fans of Cabin in the Woods, the items in the cellar do correspond to the monsters that we are going to see in Act 3. So um, this is the, the first um, taste of these items that will complete a ritual to call these things into being. So Heidi... as you were looking at this minute were there some things that leapt out at you in terms of items that you were especially creeped out by well i think one thing i noticed was just as you mentioned that it just sort of creepy that there is a lot of children's stuff so we get stuff that's inherently creepy like really long what do you call those? The saws, you know, that are not chainsaws like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but just really long, jaggedy saws. And then we get, you know, a piano that looks like an old, you know, it's the kind that it's a piano, right? You're going to play <laughs> some honky talk on a piano. <laughs> and then there's a dollhouse, what looks to be their children's pajamas or little um you know little blankets even kind of like swaddling blankets and top a looks like a wooden duck which could be you know uh, a decoy or maybe a toy it's kind of hard to tell and what else do i see like maybe a horse's head so there could be a, a <laughs> you know a hobby horse or something 
So none of those things in particular creep me out, but just the fact that there's all this children's stuff is a bit creepy. And it's all kind of bunched up with some, you know, furniture and trunks. And obviously there's some dolls and mostly dolls don't really creep me out, but there are some creepy, certainly when those older doll heads that have, um, you know, like glass eyes that are put into them and the glass eyes are kind of wonky because the dolls are really old and, and they don't work quite the way they're supposed to, you know, where the eyes are supposed to kind of open and close and have, you know, pretty little eyelashes sticking out. Like those are, those can look very creepy. And then I, I remember, I don't know if you saw this or have a memory of this, watching an episode of, I think it was... Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, where, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes he'd go visit, like, factories or, you know, find out how something is made or put together or something. And I feel like it was one of those episodes where he went and they showed how these dollies were made. So you're seeing, like, the faces of the eyeshadow being sprayed on them and, like, their hair being punched through their little rubber heads i were thinking like ooh, this is kind of creepy so that is a little creepy and then it reminds me of a movie that i've never been able to find so this might be something where when i describe it you or or some of our listeners might know what i'm talking about but there's some film that i remember coming across on television once when i was younger um like as as a kid and there was a person So this is going to be as strong of a memory as I have. There's like an apartment complex where a young woman lives in the complex. And then also a perhaps mentally challenged, well, he's definitely mentally challenged kind of guy lives there too. And she befriends him. And so, uh, she thinks he's like a, a sweet guy and, you know, she's friendly to him and everything. And but then she has like a cocktail party or something. And and he comes to the party, but he's dressed. He's an adult, but he's dressed up like a superhero. <laughs> and I believe that she's sort of embarrassed by it. And he's certainly embarrassed by it. Like maybe his his he's embarrassed that he's shown up to something and he's everybody else is just hanging out and, you know, having a drink and he's showed up in in a costume and he's very embarrassed and he goes to where he lives. And so this is just my best memory. (laughs) You guys might be listening going, what the hell is Heidi talking about? (laughs) But my memory is that he lives in the basement and that he has a doll collection down there and um, it's quite an extensive doll collection and that he's so mortified by embarrassing this woman or embarrassing himself that he crawls into a refrigerator and locks himself in it and then is dead because he suffocates in the refrigerator. <laughs> Man. So, uh, yeah, try Googling that. No, no. <laughs> So, so a Hallmark movie then? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so if anybody recognizes that weird description of a movie, that's something I have a memory of that's related to somebody collecting dolls. And then, of course, 
you've mentioned before your love of American horror story, which mm-hmm. I am I, I have a love hate relationship with because it's can be so horrifying that sometimes I can't handle it. But since I believe you said that you loved the um what's the witch one called? The coven. Co- coven. Yep. That their um their uh butler he has <laughs> quite a doll collection, if you recall. He does. And he actually dresses up kind of like a doll. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the last episodes of the season, too. Yeah, he and it's especially disturbing because he's got really long, shaggy hair. Stringy. Stri- hair. stringy <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like probably in his late 50s, five o'clock shadow and, you know, dressed up like a baby doll. So it's it's disturbing. And then he's got a room just filled with like old vintage dolls and, and like that kind you're talking about with the the automatic eyelids and you know big glass eyes and yeah yeah there's something about that replication of babies where there's that little spark of life or that attempt to capture it mechanically that's just like Ugh. yeah it's just Ugh. i remember um when i was a kid uh, my mom, I guess when she was a kid, had like, it was probably like a life size, like three foot tall doll that was still in the house. So I remember staying with my grandparents and it just being around. They're like, oh, you can play with this. And I was just like, no, no, I don't want to play with that <laughs> Listen, shit. <yeah. laughs> they have those in like the 70s, I think. Mm. Those life size dolls. Yep. Is that about about right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I remember those. I'm trying to remember what they're called, but they had like, yeah, because I was also yeah like Patty Playpal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yep. yeah, and I think there was like a Peter Playpal too or something too. So, yeah, Patty Playpal. Yeah, I would I would not be interested in a Patty Playpal. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, d- dolls are just very very creepy for me and and creating life-size dolls of of any type with any intention (laughs) broad spectrum not that people can't be interested in doing whatever the people want to do what they want to do but life-size dolls have not been that's not been like yay fun even as a kid i wasn't like yay fun it's a doll that's my size let's play with that no no that's that's cool we're just gonna we're gonna pass on that yeah to backtrack a little bit we do see photos of the Buckners here. Yes. So there's the photo with what looks like the full family in front of the house. And um, then just a picture of, of patients, which is kind of sweet. You know, the, the family that kills together still wants to have a, a nice photo, you know, <laughs> a nice family photo, you know, and that's pretty, that's, that's funny to me that there's still that community sense that we, we want to, we want to have something for the newsletter. Yeah, well, they definitely, you know, they have values. They're their <laughs> own kind of values, but they have, you know, they have their own family values. And I do like this photo a lot. It looks like it was taken a long time ago, but in front of the cabin. But there's a lot less growth behind it, you know, almost like maybe they had some um, property behind it that they... uh you know, did some farming on or something, but it's, it's not surrounded by this, you know, when the kids come to stay at the cabin, it's like surrounded kind of in this 
beautiful little spot within the woods. But it looks like back when the Buckners first inhabited this house, that it was much more of a barren land. Yeah, I think that's a little touch that's really masterful, that it's not the same landscape. So you have a sense that time has elapsed, for one. The other thing that I really like find interesting about these types of props is even though they're not there for a really long time, and obviously she's literally just flashing the light of a flashlight on it and moving on. But what's curious to me is that this was there and this is part of somebody somebody's idea for backstory for these characters. And so when you were saying, yeah, I mean, they, they have their own values, you know, they're not bereft of values. I still think it's really interesting the choices that, not only the filmmakers, you know, Drew and Joss made and then, you know, set designer made, but the fact that to think about what these characters actually were thinking at the time and that they wanted to have a nice photo of their daughter, like a nice keepsake photo, like you would in kindergarten, you know, where everybody would line up and get their photo taken. That was something that was important enough to to take and then to frame. Yeah, and the one with the group of them, the daughter is still young enough that she has both of her, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> both of her <laughs> arms are still there. Mm -hmm. As far as I can tell, everyone's limbs and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stomach regions and everything are all still intact here. So this is um, at an earlier time in their, you know, lives where perhaps things that will be revealed later, you know, soon <laughs> in these upcoming minutes haven't haven't quite touched them yet perhaps and mm -hmm. maybe uh, I don't recall exactly at this very moment the exact reasons why they do the things that they do but you know certainly there's ancient rituals that have to do with fertility or making the land uh you know a barren land bear fruit again. So, you know, perhaps some of these rituals that they went through have to do with, with, uh, you know, growing the, the wheat or, uh, you know, doing whatever it is that they need to do to survive here. Cause this photo looks pretty bleak. And like I said, that pretty, uh, dried out and doesn't look like anything's growing around them. Yeah. It does have, um, even though this is pre that time they were around before, cause I think there was late 1800s or something. Well, we'll know more in the next few minutes when she starts reading, but this is before depression era, but it does have that open space depression era sense where it's a dust bowl. There's nothing around there. They just got there. They just built the cabin. They're terraforming, so to speak. Are rituals made for power for, for whatever reason? Like you're saying, is it for, you know, fertility of the land, as you were saying? I still feel like it's, uh, I mean, it's there for us as an audience shorthand to be like, hey, this is coming up. Here's a little, you know, sneak peek of these people. But also, I, I think it's interesting that they're showing a time before, well, they're zombies and gross and dead and eating each other or killing one another. It's the happy times. It's a happy times photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this photo that you that you referenced, the one of, of Patience by herself. Her hair is braided meticulously. She has little ties in her hair. It looks like she probably has her Sunday best on. She looks, you know, kind of fancy and, and at her prettiest in that little 
image there. Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice school age photo. Something you send to the relatives. But uh, the way that it's um, introduced in here is another little little jump scare. Yes. Yeah, it, because it's large enough that it's like the same size as a child's face. So when she's shining the light around, she's like, oh, shit, like there's someone down here with me. Right. Yeah. So so she gets a, ah! you know, and lets out a scream. And that's I mean, that certainly I used to have a mannequin a long time ago. I remember I'd have different roommates, you know, that would be like, oh, my God, that mannequin scared me again. You know, mm -hmm. like I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and your freaking mannequin like scared the crap out of me. So certainly things that are taking up the space that looks like where a human's head would be and it's about the size of a human head can be quite startling mm -hmm. yeah that's very punk rock of you to have have a mannequin laying around the house <laughs> <laughs> i i did have a pretty good collection for a while and, and i don't know how many pictures i took of them but there were some pretty pretty cool mannequins <laughs> um so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that gets that gets holden down here because he's wondering, he says, Dana, you okay? And then he comes down. So, so far in this minute, it's, it's the first half of this minute, it's Dana by herself, you know, following through on her dare to check out this room with her uh, flashlight. And, um, and just as a side note, as, as you mentioned earlier in this minute, it has been well documented that every single monster, whether we end up seeing them on screen or they ended up on the cutting room floor, that each possible scenario, you know, creature has some sort of item or talisman or something in here that that references it, right? Something that's going to call it forward. And in um, later on, in the next minute, we're going to come across some of those items, and you and I will discuss those, certainly. But we didn't want to spend minutes after minutes after minutes just, you know, naming every single item that's down here. We think it's a little bit more fun for people to kind of, you know, look and discover on their own. And I also, we kind of decided off, off mic that it would just be sort of boring for us to list every single thing. When there are, there are lists out there, certainly of all the monsters, and then there's some kind of half-assed lists <laughs> of what things in the basement or um, cellar connect to those monsters. So I would put a call out that if you have found a good list then please share it with us because we found a like a wiki that kind of had a bit of a list. There are many lists out there, including under the um, FAQs on IMDb of all the different monsters. Yeah. So just in case you're like, oh, God, those guys are barely talking about the stuff in the basement and what it what it's in reference to um, what monster. We just didn't want to sit here and list things. So it, it's it's stuff we're going to look at We're we are, you know, looking at these minutes in detail as much as possible. But I wanted to point everybody to something that I thought was was fun and also might be fun for other people to watch and kind of comment on or let us know what they think about it. So there's somebody on YouTube called Good Bad Flicks. 
And Good Bad Flicks published uh, back in 2014 something called Every Reference in the Cabin in the Woods. So we'll put a link in our show notes, Good Bad Flicks, Every Reference in the Cabin in the Woods. And they talk about some of the stuff in the basement. They talk about a lot of the different monsters and some of the other, you know, kind of Easter eggs and different things. So if you guys are want to take a deeper dive that way. I, I love it when somebody puts up a good video. Yes, I concur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we um, yeah we both did mutual research on that, and there's a, a lot of half-ass lists out there and and lists that do some speculation. So uh, obviously, there's a a list of a half dozen that are prominent, important, do come up, and then there's you know Easter eggs, but the more prominent ones we will discuss in more detail in future minutes. So, yeah, we on it. (laughs) Uh, Just one thing I wanted to keep in mind was just because we see things in the basement, those things don't necessarily connect with a creature. Right. They might just be cool set dressing. So just another thing to keep in mind. Yeah, And I think what's also interesting is that a lot of these items aren't inherently creepy. Um, I think the dolls are the exception to that. And I actually collected masks when I was a kid. And I always thought there was something... I don't know. I really dig masks just personally. So I, I think that's probably why I like the it's that white and black mask that you see that the uh, business people are wearing that come out of the elevator, you know, down the road mm-hmm. during the purge. Yes. Um, and I'm very I, creepy. <laughs> I love those people. But I, yeah, I'm not I know some people are like, ooh, masks, yeah, you know, the the lack of affect is is horrifying to people. Uh, but I always thought those masks were kind of cool. And I like Halloween masks in general. I mean, I'm, you know, we're going as, as Jawas, you know, <laughs> this Halloween. Nice. Or we went as Jawas this Halloween, I should say. And um, at at the time of this taping. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, part of the mask is a black mesh overlay that you don't see the face. And I think that that's... That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to wear something where someone can't see your face. There's something, I don't know, kind of powerful about someone not being able to see, you know, read you underneath something, underneath a fabric or leather or whatever the case might be, or latex, whatever the case might be with a mask. So when I was a kid, I collected, you know, like Venetian style masks. And Mm. um, I know that there's a little bit of like a jester mask in the corner. Um, which leads us to clowns, which is a whole other thing. Do you have a clown thing? Are you freaked out by clowns? I would say I'm in the moderate. So (laughs) I have some things around my house that are clown things, vintage stuff from circuses, like vintage circus posters and um, some interesting kind of like, I I collect a few things from like the, like I've mentioned before, probably stuff from... 40s 50s 60s vintage things and so some of the things that i collect that are sort of what would be in a young girl's room in the 50s or 60s are these sort of character clown characters framed in these little frames that you'd put up in a you know (laughs) leave it to beaver kind of house (laughs) if there were kids you know girl a girl there living there but they're they're um specifically rather soft and friendly looking Mm. anything that has um you know a a large exaggeration and a lot of red and and it uh, looks just i guess very bold and 
I mean, I don't know how to say it. There's certain things that just creep me out. And if it, it it's it very intense looking, is very garish, and has an expression that just rubs me the wrong way, then get the fuck away from me. Mm. <laughs> you know? Like, I did not see it. I was not interested in seeing it. And then the mon- the, the clown that shows up later in this in this movie... That is definitely one of the scarier things of the movie to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I have a clown phobia. Like I have a friend who has a severe phobia and her even seeing any of the clowns that I consider, you know, gentle looking clowns. <laughs> she was like, ah, 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 you know, she has, does not want to have anything to do with them, you know? Mm. So yeah. How about you? Yeah. I'm not really, you know, I, I saw the original it with Tim Curry and I didn't feel mm-hmm. the need to see the remake of mm-hmm. of it because I just, you know, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't an impactful horror movie for me to see at the time. It was kind of like, oh yeah, it's a yeah, it's a fucked up clown. Yeah, don't go in the sewer. Got it. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't have a, a clown. I, I I don't have a clown thing. I I don't see them and and have a, a fearful reaction. Again, I think because I had mask stuff growing up, you know, as a collector type deal, and I feel like that's related. Or uh, Harlequin masks, which I think have a similar type of aesthetic behind them. Yeah, it's not it's not a thing. However, having said that, the clown. Fast forward to you know when the monster purge happens, that. I've got joy in my heart laughing coming at you with a knife is horrifying mm-hmm. to me. That's mm-hmm. really, that's scary to me. So I think that's It's fair. well done. Yeah, yeah I it is. Say it's definitely very well done. Like as much as it creeps me out, I'm also sort of delighted by how the, that flicker of, like you said, just this maniacal, <laughs> the look on, on that person's face that does the clown is, is they do it. They do a great job with, with their few seconds of a film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, as we near the end of this minute, we have another fine dick move by Kurt in that uh, when Holden, who comes downstairs, who's kind of being a nice guy, you know, he hears Dana scream and he's kind of, what the shit? And comes downstairs to check on her. Kurt's like, when you call for help, it voids the dare. Take your top off. Which is just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I ever heard that before until watching this minute by minute. Mm. I really, I don't think I, that ever registered. So, yeah, just, just another example of that, him going full full stereotype Mm -hmm. what i didn't catch until i saw this minute was him reacting to everyone else being like that not landing and he was like what i don't make up the rules and right that i never caught before that he actually then tried to defend the comment yeah yeah and then um i thought it was kind of interesting right here at the end that marty uses a lantern Mm-hmm. rather than a flashlight maybe they only had a couple flashlights so we'll we'll see that holden has a flashlight and we know that dana has a flashlight but marty kind of gets uh gets a little old-fashioned here and grabs this lamp and lights a match and i guess he's the kind of guy that always has you know matches on hand <laughs> but he adds another little uh a little glow to the room by getting this this lit 
Yeah, that's an interesting choice. And it might just be because they have a limited amount of flashlights on them. And that just became uh, a choice of necessity in lighting. But that also kind of struck me how quick that gets lit up by him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it kind of, to me, it's another like, ooh, is this another little trope? Because it kind of reminds me of like headless horsemen or something mm -hmm. you know like ichabod crane <laughs> comes to mind yeah. when i see him light that up yeah th that does have a, a real visceral reference to it because it's ancient technology it's ancient lighting technology because when you have electricity there's no need for a lantern even if we go out camping and we you know and this is the other kind of funny thing about having camping lanterns and that even and, and i don't know i'm sure there's somebody out there who's way into the lantern tech but it's interesting to me to have um, when we have all this different you know led technology to actually take something in the form of a lantern for lighting i mean even then we have like a battery pack for it so it's interesting to have like you know what i'm saying like there's a form that's ancient that's been carried over just because it has a feeling of being in a cabin with a lantern even though the form itself is not necessary to illuminate, like the form itself isn't, you know, like there isn't anything about the form that's making things easier to see by because you can just get like a regular, you can get a larger flashlight and you're good to go. It's not necessary. So I feel like this is in that your sense you're saying about it being like an Ichabod crane type deal. <laughs> it is. It's a weird, weird old lighting device for this yeah and he puts it up next to his face and mm -hmm. i mean that's really evocative mm -hmm. where he's got this light right up next to his face and then he's looking around so it's nice and creepy i like it so how are you feeling about closing this minute out is there anything else that's on your radar that you want to chat about not really i think i mean the final thing if you're connecting these minutes by, you know, minute by minute, like we are, is that Holden says, oh, my God, and we don't know what he's specifically looking at, although he may just be taking in, like, he's down here. So now he's going like, oh, geez, <laughs> no wonder she screamed, look at all this crazy shit. But yeah, I think that's about it. And um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen for uh, our next minute mm -hmm. coming up on Friday. So, yeah, shall we wrap wrap it up today? Let's do it. Cool. Well, you know where to find us. We're at Cabin Minute Cast all over the freaking place. And our website is cabinminutecast.com. And, uh, yeah, we uh, look forward to talking again on Friday and uh, delving into Minute 30. Dun, 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 dun. I can't stop doing that. I just, I, <laughs> suspense. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to episode 29. Come on back on Friday for episode 30 slash minute 30. And we will see you back at the cabin. Mm -hmm.